0: 720 WGN. Yes, we broke the record. 100 degrees in Chicago. (laughs) You know, it doesn't seem to be that much for a lot of people, but for others, it, it has an impact, especially with the humidity. Kevin Brassler is with us. He has been in the studio before, and I'm always happy to talk with you. He is the executive editor of Checkbook. Why? Did, why did, Consumercheckbook.org. I had to get it right, Kevin. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, and yeah, you said that you were in Boston a week ago, and it was 70, and this yeah. is a bit of a whiplash no, was, for you. It was
1: 70 on Tuesday in Boston. I got off a plane here yesterday and
0: <laughs> said, <"Woo-wee!"> not happy. <laughs> <laughs> so tell everybody what Consumer Checkbook is. We
1: are a nonprofit a consumer group. Uh, we, we serve uh, local communities, including the Chicago area, and we try to help people uh, save money and, and avoid trouble. Avoid you know businesses that you know, avoid scams, but also legitimate businesses that just don't do well by their their customers. Uh, we have ratings of local companies uh, for quality and price, everything from veterinarians to doctors to home improvement companies to financial services.
0: And one of the things you're talking about, I, you know, some people might call it secondhand shopping, but mm-hmm. you know, I have family members who buy and resell, and they go to Goodwill or they go to Salvation Army, and they know what to look for. One is my niece, and she resells purses, and she yeah. makes money on the side doing that because there's good stuff to be found in those places. You guys investigated that, kind of did a report. What do you know?
1: Yeah, so I mean, buying used has become really big business. I mean, I think there have always been you know thrift shops and Goodwill and other shops that sell used, uh, mostly clothing. Uh, but one, but now, you know, lots of major retailers have gotten involved too, uh, in, including, uh, you know, Macy's has its own used department in some stores, REI and, and Patagonia are now selling, uh, used stuff. So is Lemon. So, one reason for this is that uh, people are interested in buying used not just not just because they can save money, and you can save a ton of money buying used, but also because it's better for the environment. Uh, when you buy something that's used, a manufacturer doesn't instead have to make something new for you and ship it out to you, and also it keeps that secondhand item out of landfills.
0: I didn't know Macy's had a used department.
1: In some stores, and and a lot of other uh, companies are getting involved in this. A lot of other retailers are seeing there's money to be made in the secondhand market. We should go out there and grab it. And, of course, there are a lot of online-only stores uh, that just sell used clothing. There there, there are about a half dozen of them now. Uh, And it's become, on the clothing side, a multi-billion-dollar business now selling used clothing.
0: In the case of Macy's, it would be like people wore it gently, brought it back. not something they could sell as new and you would probably get it at a huge discount right
1: yeah i think a better example is probably rei they've had you know kind of secondhand merchandise sections on a lot of their stores for a right. long time uh, and a lot of this stuff is available online more so than in stores, uh, which is a point that if, you, if you're buying secondhand, you know, it's better to be able to check out the item uh, before you buy. And unfortunately, with a lot of the online-only retailers, including, you know, Facebook Marketplace and others, I mean, there's just lots of venues now to buy yeah. used. Uh, It's important, if you can, to try to check out the item in advance. And if you can't, find out what the return policy is going to be. If it's from a major retailer, usually you can return stuff, but sometimes not. Hmm.
0: Kevin is from Checkbook, consumercheckbook.org. You have top strategies for smart consumers. We all think we're smart consumers, but let's face it, we all fail a little bit when it comes to that. <laughs> and we get really angry when we find out that we paid more than the person next to us. Yeah. What are some of your tips? Well,
1: so we, our staff and, and other experts that we work with uh, came up with seven top tips. I think we I think we did it for, it was like National Consumer Month or something. Yeah. But uh, the top tip was shop around. Uh, we find that you know over and over again, you can save lots of money just by taking some time and shopping around, especially when it comes to things like home improvements, or, or, but even buying electronics and things like that, just taking some time and shopping around. Uh, you can sh- usually save big. Uh, if you're getting a new roof or something like that, make sure you get at least three bids uh, because we find that quality and price don't really relate to one another. The old saying, oh, you get what you pay for. Right. Well, what we found over our 40 year history is that's not true. When we shop companies that get really high ratings from their customers, they're just as likely to quote low prices as high prices. And lousy companies are just as likely to quote low prices as <laughs> high prices. And right. so. To get high quality and low prices, you just need to shop around among you know good companies.
0: Okay, what's another one?
1: Uh, the next one was if you can pay by credit card. A lot of consumers don't know this, but when you pay by credit card, you get really strong protections from a federal law called the Federal Fair Credit Billing Act and also from the credit card companies themselves, Visa, MasterCard, American Express, which say basically if what's delivered to you isn't what was promised or wasn't delivered at all – or if you're not satisfied for some reason with the goods or services you've gotten, then you can dispute that charge. And the credit card company has to freeze that amount on your account and go investigate and decide whether or not you sh- you're entitled to get your money back. And we find the credit card companies, it's like 90% of the time, side on behalf of consumers, so long as they can show you know, that they had a legitimate problem here. Mm-hmm. That they had some evidence that the things didn't go right. Uh, when you pay with cash, when you pay with you know with a check, or and people with...
0: will entice you; they'll go, "I'll give yeah. you a little discount if you pay with cash." All right, and, mm-hmm. and if
1: you pay using one of these pay you know peer to peer payment apps like Zelle or Venmo. You don't get those protections at all. Uh, So it doesn't, you know, eliminate the nightmare you might have had of dealing with some contractor or dealing with a store that won't take something back and give you your money back. But at least you can get that money back, right, Right. from from your credit card company. Key. What's another one? Uh, Another one is avoid these uh, peer-to-peer payment apps uh, if you're buying uh, goods or services. I mean, I think they're fine for splitting the check with friends. That's what they were designed for. But criminals are really using these apps now to take advantage of people, uh, because once you've sent money to that criminal, it's just gone. Using these apps, you can't get it back.
0: Right, and you have no idea where it went. Right. <laughs> uh, health app warnings—that's interesting to me because people are more frequently relying on health apps.
1: Yeah, it's something else we recently wrote about where you know we're, we're increasingly using wearable technology and, and and apps to to help us get in shape or stay in shape or to you know to watch our diet. Uh, And I think a lot of people, you know, these apps, they're they're collecting private medical information about us, right? Either stuff we're, you know, measuring our pulse rates or measuring our weight or exercise regimens. And people don't understand, I think, for the most part, that those data are not kept private.
0: No, they're collecting it. They're making money off of it. They're
1: collecting it and selling it to to data brokers and making money off of it. And most people are just unaware of that because we don't read the terms and conditions Mm -hmm. uh, in these apps. And most of them, I was just checking one while I was in the the green room. One of the apps I use says, yeah, we collect this information and we share it. And if you use our app, we're going to do that. I couldn't even opt out. So your data with these companies, it's not like going to the doctor or going to a hospital where they have to, under federal law, protect your information. They can't just go tell everyone about your your stay. Right. Uh, but when you're using these apps, even when you're doing Internet searches, because you're basically voluntarily giving your information to somebody who's not a medical professional – it's not protected by law at all. And these companies will and do, almost all of them do, share it with others. Okay,
0: it's consumercheckbook.org. It's like a membership, right? And and I I love when you come in. So I hope that you'll come back. You need to make a monthly visit or do something because I'll, we... I'll,
1: I'm all up. I'm for it.
0: Okay, because uh, we like your information. That is Kevin Brassler from consumercheckbook.org. Steve has your news next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent! G.A.